podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and I'm delighted to be joined by Laura Bradbourne. It's Celtic 3, Ross County 0. It's half time, Laura. It's flag day and everything is going to plan. What would, what do you make of that first half? Um, I think if you'd have said to me in the first 10 minutes, well, we'll be up 3-0 at half time, I'd have probably laughed because it really was not... Uh, it wasn't going to plan in that first 10 minutes. We seemed a bit all over the place, a bit nervous, um, struggling to keep the ball on the ground, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we found a rhythm and we settled down a little bit. Got, I don't want to say fortune, but we, we got the penalty we deserved and that really swung the game in our favour. So There's a few points to discuss. I'm going to start right off the bat with Danielle, who's in to talk about the goalie. We need a decent goalkeeper. I cannot go a season more with heart. Big teams will finish us right. I'm going to go back. We'll get to the goals. I'm going to go back to the 13th minute where the ball is hooked up to Joe Hart by Tony Ralston. He chests it. He almost loses it. He almost gives away a penalty. It was checked by VAR. First thing I'm going to ask you, Laura, because initially I'm thinking, what are you doing? And then when I looked at the, I looked at the replay and I thought, to be honest with you, Tony Ralston put him under a bit of pressure. I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. So Joe Hart can't catch the ball because it's an obvious pass back. Could he have punched it? Yeah, maybe at the loss of possession, Laura. You know, and, mm. and her shape might have been questionable at that stage. He's tried to chest it and it's no worked. And he might have given away a penalty. Thankfully, he didn't. But uh, I, I get what Daniel's saying. And we've spoken about the goalie before the game. I don't think we can pin all the blame on heart on that particular occasion. What did what did you make of it? Yeah, I, I've kind of fallen to your camp as far as it's concerned. Now, it's not the it's not the only bad thing I thought Joe Hart did in the first half, but in that particular instance, being the one that everybody will remember, I think he was quite within his rights to think that he would get done for a back pass if he caught it because it was yeah. quite deliberate to me that that Ralston was meaning to play that back to the goalkeeper. You could argue that maybe uh, Carter Vickers has got a responsibility to have been paying a bit more attention to what had happened because he seemed quite clearly to be trying to leave it for Joe Hart. Um, whereas if he'd maybe been more aware of the fact that it was a potential pass back, he might have um, he might have cleared his lines a bit quicker. Um, and the problem for Joe Hart then was he couldn't kick it away either because the height that it came to him was awkward so he really did what he could do with it um so I, while I don't necessarily think that particular incident uh, is is why I would agree with Danielle I think she's right in saying that he's just doesn't inspire confidence anymore I don't think he inspired more confidence than Barca's and the other options we had when he came in 
but it's quite clear to me that we, we really need to look for an upgrade, as I said before the match. Um, and, and talking about Ralston, um, I was very conscious of the fact that I'd talked him up before the match and and he really seems to have struggled uh, today. So um, it just shows you, you can have all the opinions that, that you want until you actually see what's on the pitch. You, you never really know what's going to happen. That's true. And Brendan Rodgers will be bold, though. Or we've seen it today with his um, starting 11. If he thinks after a, a few games or a few bad performances that he needs to strengthen, then he will. Um, I want to go through as many comments as possible. We'll get to the goals. We'll get to the good bits in that first half. Celtic put it to bed, actually. Three goals in the first half. Could have been more. Um, and Andy Logan brings up Nurovsky. Uh Looks a class act. Didn't put a foot wrong in that first half, I don't think. And Sean Thompson loves the way that he, um, he's stepping out and punching his passes to Maeda and missing out to I did notice that. There was a couple of occasions, Laura, where it's not a long ball. I mean, it's a very precise pass, but he is dinking it. He's missing out the middleman, if you like, and he's gone straight to source. He's gone straight to Maeda. Done that mm. a couple of times. I've been impressed in that first half from um, Starfelt's uh, replacement, basically, because that's what it looks like he's going to be. Yeah, it looks to me like he's got all the defensive abilities that, that Starfelt's got, plus what Starfelt's missing, and therefore you've got to class him as an upgrade. He's definitely a, appears to be a better passer of the ball and more comfortable in the ball in general. But a couple of wee times where he maybe wasn't paying attention to who was around him and tried to head balls that nearly got him in trouble and kind of fortune favoured him in those cases. But I think generally um, he does seem like an upgrade to Starfield and I'm quite happy with what I've seen so far. Um, Carter Vickers just inspires as much confidence as he ever did. So um, I don't have a problem with him either. No, I'm never going to have a problem with that guy. Um, thinking back, Laura, remember when, and by the way, I'm not saying we should have signed him, et cetera, et cetera. Maurice Gents came in. And I just felt there were a few games where his range of passing looked pretty decent. Now, someone might come up and say the stats wouldn't actually reflect that. Um, but Probably I certain, that. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, there's certain players you think if you can marry that aspect to the game with that aspect to the game, you get the full player. So I know what you mean by Norovsky because I don't think Staffield's defensive qualities are under question. He can win balls, he can win tackles, headers, he does all that side of things. It's sometimes when he's got a moment to think with the ball at his feet, Celtic defenders must be comfortable with the ball at the feet, allied by the fact that he's never going to be playing on the right-hand side whilst Carter Vickers is fit. Therefore, mm-hmm. he's playing on a, a side of the park where he's not naturally left-footed. I get all of that as well. And adding to the mix... You know, maybe even his personal circumstances. There is interest from um, Celta Vigo, I believe, in Portugal. So he might end up going there. But I, I do see qualities in Norovsky. And as I say, I've only seen him for two halves, like most of us in a Celtic jersey anyway, um, that I really like. And, and I think that, you know, uh, JP the other day said that he reminded him of uh, Jozo Simunovic. Mm. And I, I also understand that as well. And if we get some kind of... Kenny Miller-esque tackles in the Glasgow Derby games, I think he'll very quickly become a hero as well, Laura. David Boyle, I'm bringing you up, David, because you're talking about David Turnbull. At the beginning of the season, or during the pre-season, I wrote a list of 10 players that I felt could leave Celtic and probably should leave Celtic in the pre-season. There was a caveat to the article that I wrote on the Axon blog, Laura, and the caveat was that, you know, Brendan Rodgers might work his magic on a player like David Turnbull or Stephen Welsh. Turnbull has been given a jersey. He deserves it based on his performances through the summer. And and he's had almost the perfect half. What do you make of his performance? 
Um, before the comments pick you up, I think Celta Vigo are Spanish, so uh, we'll just <laughs> we'll just leave that one there. Uh, I don't right, know. Right, so I failed. I failed my geography higher. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how close they are to the border, but you know. Um, but um, yeah, Turnbull. If I'm being, listen, I he- I hold them to the highest standards. If I'm being totally a. Uh, uh, critical of him then I would say he should have a hat trick. That that chance where Kyogo put him through and he was one on one with the keeper, he's mm-hmm. got to finish that off. But you can't complain with two goals. And the other thing that I think did make me think when he hit that penalty, I remember being at the game on Tuesday night and thinking to myself, we got a free kick at one point near the edge of the box and I thought, who's going to hit this? Jota's away and we don't really have a set piece taker. Yeah. David Turnbull comes back in and gives us that back because he's always been able to hit a set piece. Now, I'm not saying for a second that's enough to warrant a team a place in the team, but he does give us something from a dead ball that a lot of other players in the team can't, and maybe that's an aspect of his play that we need to be aware of. But I think I think the thing about Turnbull is, and I, as somebody who's had to fight his corner as much as I have done, he's not... He's by no means an exciting player. He doesn't do anything that makes you go, wow. I just find him very effective at what he does do, but a lot of it passes people by because he isn't as dynamic as a Hatati or a McGregor. He's not quite as silky as a, an O'Reilly at the top of his game. He's a lot less glamorous than any of those options, and therefore I think he gets overlooked. But he's very, very effective at what he does. He's, a bit, he's an excellent passer of the ball, He's always a threat from the edge of the box with a mm. shot. He can take penalties. He can take free kicks. He's he's a threat that I think doesn't shouldn't be underestimated either by ourselves or any opposition. No, you know you made the point there about dead balls and corner kicks. Remember that that was a big issue. We went so long with it scoring a, a goal. And I know that the the stats will say that you know if you fight the ball in from a corner you're less likely to score a goal anyway a lot of the stats will tell you that the data mm-hmm. will tell you that and that's why a lot of teams just play it short and get the ball back into into play as it were but but we did not have someone who could find a, find a man with a corner from either side so I totally get that that is an aspect of the game that I think he does bring to the side he also brings that ability sometimes with packed defences to pull something out of nothing and score from distance and I think that that's key uh, you know domestically when you're up against it uh, I mean there was a 10 minute spell there we get the, the uh, penalty kick we, we break the deadlock Laura how often have we seen it when that doesn't happen and you're coming up to the last five minutes in the first half and you know the, the opposition grow in confidence because their defensive system is working and it's very difficult to play against you know and Brendan Rodgers side previously, this goes back to a conversation I had with Alan Morrison fairly recently you know, he did have players who could pull a goal out of nothing from distance if you looked at the 20 to 25 yards plus, you know, we had players like Paddy Roberts, Moussa Dembele, Stuart Armstrong, they could score goals when you were right up against it and Turnbull brings that to this to this team and I think again, going back to that point with regards to um, you know, we lose Jota, massive loss, such an individual talent when you look at the assists and the goals, he is going to be a huge loss. But two things, you're looking for someone to step up and you're also looking for Brendan Rodgers to improve individual players. Now, Ange Postacoglu did that with, with players in the Celtic team. He improved them. But Rodgers has an incredible track record of doing it um, at various clubs, including Celtic. And I think we're seeing it with a few of the players. Listen, it's only one half of football. I get that. 
But you're looking at Abada, you've seen there's a, there's a directness, there's a confidence kind of flowing in Abada. Matt O'Reilly, his performance will probably go under the radar a wee bit, but when you watch that back, he didn't really do much wrong and he's got that ability as well to create a chance out of nothing and thread a pass through the eye of a needle, uh, Laura. So I think that, and then Kyogo. Kyogo's a sensational footballer in any case. Um, but again, you know, a changing manager might not have suited Kyogo. And it looks as though it is suiting Kyogo because, again, a vintage performance from him. Um, what did you make, first of all, obviously, we opened the score with a penalty. Did you think that VAR got it right with the Ross County decision? They were obviously incensed at the fact he didn't get a penalty. I mean, yeah, it's not the... It's not the... I, I don't think when it happened, I was up in arms saying penalty, penalty. But when you watch it back, it's it's a foul and it's inside the box. Here goes a penalty. So it... Uh, we we certainly deserved it. If you were a Ross County fan, you would say it came against the run of play, and it absolutely did. But I mean, that's that's football. That's the way it goes. Um, so I have no concern with that. I was also encouraged to see them going to VAR for that tackle on um, Kyogo, where they were looking at potentially upgrading a yellow to a red for the Ross County player. Yeah. I'm not yeah. even I'm not even saying I necessarily thought it was a red. I'm not saying that they needed to upgrade it, but I think it was encouraging to see that they even bothered to check it because it was a nasty challenge. It wasn't maybe a a deliberately bad challenge, but it was nasty. And I just hope that in both cases, it's an indication of how VAR is going to be used this season going forward. Just a a double check on decisions, make sure we're definitely making the right thing and don't make a big deal out of it that that disrupts the game massively because I don't think in either case it did. You know, during the, the first half, because we're going to be talking about it, uh, Laura, you're watching the game. I don't know how you approach it, but I, I'll take notes. I'm looking at social media. I'm checking the WhatsApp groups to try and get a sense of what others are thinking about the game. There's quite a lot of people saying in the comments as well that they didn't think that was a very good performance in the first half. So there's a side of me thinking, well, if we can get 3 nothing wins and no play well, that's fine. We know all the cliches. That's how champions win leagues, etc., etc. I didn't think it was a particularly bad first half. I've got to say, yeah, it wasn't perfect. And uh, Ross County came out the traps, as you would expect them to do, try and put us on the back foot for 10 minutes. But I thought it was quite a controlled first half performance. And we deserved the three goals. We deserved to be 3 nothing up. Um, Kyogo's finish was outstanding. Abada got the assist, of course. And then Turnbull... Um, gets his second goal. Kyogo was involved in that. O'Reilly gets the assist. Um, and I just think that it's going to open up in the second half. We, we could really put them to the sword in the second half, Laura. I hope so. I mean, I, I, I always say it. Um, if, if we are winning and we are dominating, I want us to put pedal to the metal and really see off the challenger. I don't subscribe, especially in these early stages of the season, I don't subscribe to this. The game's won. Let's take our foot off the gas. If anything, put your set your stall out. Show people what you're about this season and give them a reason to fear coming to Celtic Park. I'm sure they do already, but let's make sure that they definitely do fear that. Let's get... I, I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Yang in the second half or somebody like that to just freshen up the attack um, and, and maybe take things forward because Abada... Did excellent providing that goal for uh, that that cross for Kyogo's goal. Um, Maeda's been very effective on the other side, but but Yang maybe gives something different that that Ross County definitely won't be aware of because they've never played against them before. So he's he's a change I would like to see made in the second half. 
Um, and I would like to see Hatati for some period of the second half as well, just to compare and contrast exactly what him and Turn will bring to the team or or even have them play together and maybe take O'Reilly off and just see what that option looks like as well. Because the trio always seems to include McGregor, O'Reilly, and or, or the debate seems to become McGregor, O'Reilly, and one of Hatati or Turnbull. Maybe the, the yeah. debate needs to include O'Reilly in that and see see whether there's a, a, a three pair in there between uh, Turnbull and Hatati that could work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the teams are on the park. The one last thing I would say, obviously, the, the uh, players and the, the management staff are wearing black armbands. We know that we did lo- we did lose uh, David Potter, Celtic histori- historian and author, as well as Benny Rooney, former player uh, of Celtic as well. So it's great to see that that tribute has been made today. Laura, let's go back to the action. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the chat. Join us at full time for our full time reaction. And all that's left for me to say is Laura Bradburn. Thank you for joining me on a Celtic state of mind. Network.